Good afternoon, y'all. Good to see y'all today. Um, guys, this gospel reading, um, I, I wish they would have put in a few lines before Jesus begins to teach us how to pray. Because when the apostles asked Jesus, they said, Lord, John has taught his disciples how to pray. Can you teach us how to pray? Right? And I think that's a common question from a lot of people. Father, how do I pray? I feel like I'm saying a bunch of prayers, but I don't feel like I'm praying. I don't feel like I'm, got, I'm getting anything out of my prayer. Prayer seems dry. I'm saying my rosary, but I'm not, I don't feel anything. There's no flame of love within my heart. There's no desire. Like, like I'm struggling how to pray. And I can absolutely attest to that. I don't think I learned how to pray until, probably until I went to the seminary. <laughs> you know? I said my prayers, but to really pray, like what does that mean? Because praying prayers are good, but we get hit by that with Protestants, don't we? I don't know if you've ever had a Protestant come up to you and they're like, oh, you Catholics, y'all have all that repetitious prayer. You ever had somebody tell you that? Yeah, what do they mean by that? It means that y'all keep saying the same things over and over. Our Father, Hail Mary, Glory be, uh, St. Michael prayer. Like we, ha we have these same prayers over and over and over that we say. Is that necessarily bad? Absolutely not, right? Matter of fact, it has to be something good because whenever the disciples go to Jesus, they say, Jesus, teach us how to pray. He says, okay, whenever you pray, say this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And so the question has to be asked, do you only pray the Our Father one time in your life? And if so, you better make it the right time. <laughs> right? Because whenever they ask, how do I pray? Jesus says, pray like this. That means every time you go to prayer, pray the Our Father. Don't just say it one time. In other words, do repetitious prayer. Okay? That's point number one. Second point is the other aspect of prayer is that it's a relationship. It's not me just having a conversation with somebody out there, right? Um, it's a relationship. St. Therese of Lisieux, a little flower. Um, where'd she go? Over there. Um, she keeps moving around the church. I'm not sure what to do with this. Um, St. Therese says, prayer is a surge of the heart, a simple gaze towards my heavenly Father. A surge of the heart, that, that, that movement of love towards the Father. And we know that prayer is always a response to the Father's initiative. The Father moves first. He initiates us first. He comes out and searches for us first. So long before we ever search for God, He's already been searching for you. He's already initiated that within your heart. So it's a surge of the heart and a simple gaze toward your Heavenly Father. Just to look upon the Father. And His face is already looking at you. Right? Think about a little kid, a little baby, you know, a child. When they look at their mom and dad. Oh, how many times did you first look at your kid, though? Right? When that kid first came out and... There's that little baby boy, that little baby girl. What happened? You, as father, as mother, first gazed upon that child. The first movement was your love to that kid. The kid didn't know how to love as we understand love. It just received love. Why? Because the parent moved first. They loved first. And we have to understand that when it comes to the father and his love for us, he loved us first. That's what scripture says to us. 
He loved us first. Everything then becomes a response to His love first. Think of Adam and Eve. Whenever Adam and Eve sinned, what did they do? They realized they were naked, and they were like, oh my gosh, we have done something terribly wrong. And so what they do? They go and they hide themselves. What does the Father do? The Father comes out and search for them. He goes out, and he's like, Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? And Adam's like, I'm right here. I've hid myself. Right? The Father searches out us. Prayer is just simply a response to God's love. I complicate prayer. I make it a lot harder than what it really is. St. Therese, again, the great doctor of prayer, um, she says she used to always fall asleep in her holy hour all the time. And uh, whenever they, she was approached, she could, we could either, like I have a lot of people tell me that, Father, I, I, I just go fishing when I'm in my holy hour. I'm like, huh? Like, what do I do with that? I'm like, just, just sleep. It's okay. Because Therese says, instead of beating herself up like, I didn't do my holy hour right, Therese says, every parent loves to look at their, their child sleeping. She understood the gaze of the father who delighted in her even though she was sleeping. Scripture says, I pour gifts upon my beloved even when they slumber. So while you're resting, the Lord is still pouring gifts on you. That's whenever Joseph was most potent, was when he was sleeping, right? Because why? Because he was a man and he was always busy, 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 active. <laughs> the only time we slowed down was when we were sleeping. And so that's whenever God would speak to him, right? So God pours gifts on us. And so we got to realize that. Prayer isn't complicated. Don't go into your holy hour in the chapel with a whole list of, okay, I got to read this book. I got to read that book. I got to listen to Father Mike Schmidt with my pot. Like, no, okay, did, in all that, that's good. But did the Father speak to you? Did you stop for 10 minutes and just gaze at the Blessed Sacrament? And if distractions come up in your head, which they do, especially whenever you have squirrels like I do, distractions come up all the time. So St. Teresa of Avila, the big sister to her, says that whenever distractions come up, two things are at play. Either, number one, it's Satan trying to distract you from prayer, even within Mass. How many of you right now are going, pay attention to the homily, pay attention to the homily, pay attention to the homily, right? We get distracted, even when we're trying to do good and holy things. And so Teresa Babla says, when you're distracted in your prayer, two things are happening. Either number one, it's the enemy, and he's trying to distract you from getting something out and paying attention to your prayer and, and that gaze of the Father in Mass. That could be one thing. Or number two... The things that keep surfacing that we're distracted with, the Father's trying to bring them to your attention because He wants you to talk to Him about it. So now when I get distracted, the first thing I do is instead of talking to myself about my distractions, I've got the living God sitting in front of me. I've got my Father gazing upon me. So I just go, Father, you know what? I was just now thinking about this. So I stop praying the decade of my rosary and I just start talking to the Father about what I'm distracted about. And then it moves along, and I start up on my rosary again, right? I don't let it get me all riled up and freaked out and beat myself up that I just, I don't even know what mystery I'm on anymore because I just got so distracted, right? So <laughs> I'm just being real with you guys. Like, like prayer can be difficult, but it's only because sometimes we make it difficult. 
Keep the quote from Therese before you. Prayer is simply a surge of the heart, a simple gaze towards my Heavenly Father. And we just respond to that Father's love and His gaze upon us. Amen?